the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Bud Elliott. That's Tom Fernelli. That's Danny Cannell. I'm Chip Patterson. We have promised this for a long time, and we are oh so happy to deliver. It is the Oklahoma Drill Draft. So many times we get awesome awesome questions uh in our mailbag and you know when we're trying to sort the big old bag of mail and we're trying to put together shows for you every week remember mailbag is still open you can get in there leave a five-star review in that review put your question we'll tackle it on a future mailbag episode you know sometimes like man this this needs a little bit more space than just uh, the the normal uh segmented time that we might perchance add uh, into a mailbag episode. And one of those questions uh, was the Oklahoma drill draft. Uh, We will be getting to that here in just a little bit. Uh, Two things I wanted to get to first, uh, one of which is a little bit of transfer news as uh, Tennessee now under the leadership of Josh Heupel. We've got an addition, a reported addition that we believe it is certainly headed that way to the quarterback room, which should make the, the, competition there in the fall a little bit interesting but uh first bud you were just at uh at img right you were up in bradenton over the weekend i was man you were yeah, uh, no, it was it was a great time did a little um, bit of writing it, it, for 24 7 sports you know got some some good uh insight and articles on some of those top prospects so what were some of the the big takeaways so uh, img is just absolutely loaded especially in the back seven on defense. I mean, we were watching them and there was basically one guy who got open for them all day. And yet like the guys they have on that team are, you know, high, like high four-star receivers. They have some guys who are legitimate three-stars, some dudes who will play, you know, and start for SEC and big 10 programs. And they were just shut down. And it wasn't like, you know, quarterback AJ Duffy, who's considering, you know, Arizona state, Florida state, and a couple other schools, Michigan state, he looked pretty good. He was trying to fit the ball into some really tight windows, but the that that's what stuck out to me was just the, the tightness of the windows there when when they went team seven on it. Like everybody there can play aggressive man coverage, can, can flip their hips, can run, uh, and it, it, they're 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 stupid loaded. Um, you know, big thanks to IMG for opening their doors to us. We were there for twenty four seven Sports Day on the first day of spring practice. I think we got you know, one podcast, eight videos, about 25 articles coming out of it. So re- really nice, nice haul for us content wise. And man, post pandemic, I know we're not technically post pandemic, but now that things are open back up a little bit more, it's just really nice to see, see prospects in person again. You know, like there's, there's a kid offensive lineman there, Alu Ba. The last time I saw him, he looked a lot heavier. Now he's actually lost a good bit of weight. He was even snapping some. Like th- those are things that, you know, us on the rankings council, we need to see in person to really get a good 3D sense for, 
you know, what a guy actually is. Cause there's measurables and then there's, all right, what does he actually look like and, and move like in person? What did, uh, did you get a chance to get a sense from the, um, the players on that team about what it's going to look like with the recruiting dead period ending soon and, and what we could, could, as you're starting to see people in person and as we're starting to project that camps are going to get fired up again and these players are going to get on campus, can you start to feel the, the whole engine of the recruiting cycle really start to, to pick up again? You, you definitely can. Um, we, we, I think we're going to see a decent number of decommitments from the kids who just basically committed to reserve their spots early mm. on. Uh, and we, like all these kids are, are if, they, if they were planning on committing, you know, in May, a good number of them told us, I'm actually going to push back my commitment date because I, I want to be able to take some visits, be they official or unofficial first, which kind of makes sense, right? Like you, it's usually better to check out the college you might want to attend before you actually decide to attend said college. Uh, and so a lot of guys are, are opening up. All the schools have camps in June. So, you know, the dudes who don't have all the offers yet, which you, know, you think IMG, they all have tons of offers, but you know, there are some guys who really don't know a lot about and colleges are sort of waiting to see there as well. They're excited to get up to these camps and, and things are really going to blow up for us in June. A little bit of transfer news as uh, we apparently have, as we sit here recording, a, a landing spot for former Michigan quarterback Joe Milton. A reminder, the Michigan quarterback competition, as we've had some tra multiple transfers out, uh, it is looking like we've got uh, Cade McNamara, you've got J.J. McCarthy, uh, because uh, gone, because we, we lost a, we've got uh, a McCarthy and a McNamara, we lost a McCaffrey, and we lost a Milton. <laughs> Joe Milton, uh, you know, 6'5", looked obviously, what was it, great in that Minnesota game against a Minnesota defense that was ravaged by COVID. We were like, wow, look at the new Michigan offense. It's ready to go. Started to struggle a little bit. Lost the starting job to Cade McNamara by the end of the season. Um, has been in the transfer portal since February, and he apparently, uh, reportedly, according to ESPN's Chris Lowe, Yahoo Sports, Pete Thamel, and others, is going to be landing at Tennessee. He is on track to graduate in May. That is going to make him immediately eligible to compete for the starting job there, where we have Virginia Tech transfer Hendon Hooker, uh, Brian Marr, and um, I think there might be one other player who Bailey, is Harrison Bailey. Harrison Bailey still there, so that's kind of what the quarterback battle is looking looking like. Um, Danny, do you do you see a like a, a second a bounce back for Milton? Do you see this as a, a spot where he might be able to come in? Because I, if I remember correctly, I know that my hunch was that Hendon Hooker was probably going to end up getting the starting job for Tennessee. Do you see? Do you forecast change any changes to your forecast with the addition of Milton to the room? No, I don't. Um, I was, you know, when you think about it, I don't think he's as good a runner as Hendon Hooker. I think Hendon Hooker is a better passer. So What's it would bring? indicate to me that he probably would win the job. But who knows? Maybe one of the two guys that are already there might be win the job. I think if I was Josh Heupel, I would be doing what Josh Heupel is doing. Or if I was a coach of any program that has quarterback issues, I would be saying, everybody, come on. Come on, come on, come on to come on to Knoxville. Let's go. I'm going to give you a chance to win the job. And if you don't win it, you can go ahead and transfer somewhere else. You know, go ahead. You can do it again. We're going to give you a fair shot. We haven't had anybody here who's established themselves. It's going to be a wide open competition. You'll have every opportunity to start. I do wonder, though, in today's landscape of recruiting, if like how does this impact Hendon Hooker, who we're talking about? 
Like, is he like, hey, wait a second. I thought I was going to be the only transfer that was going to be considered for a job. I don't know if that's the case. I have no inside knowledge of that, but I think it's just part of today's dynamics in college football is, you know, transfers are going to come and go. But if I was a, a school, I would amass as many as I could. I would collect quarterbacks, high rankings, whatever you want to, however you want to ascribe their talent to. I would want to say I want as many as I can, and hopefully we find one with the understanding that whoever loses the job is probably going to leave, and it's just the way, it's the fact of the matter. Hopefully you find that one that separates himself. Yeah, I think this is a good fit. For Milton. I, I like Joe – yeah, for Milton, I liked Milton at Michigan. I don't. It clearly it didn't work out, and I think that part of it is because of the the dirt bike offense chip. I, I think there's a lot of shorter. I think it was a lot of shorter timing throws, and I think Milton's probably greatest strength is his arm. Like he he's good. He's he's a better vertical passer than he is a short underneath kind of timing passer, and I think Josh Heupel's offenses are probably better suited for guys who push the ball down the field. So I think that. I, I think if I'm doing my own offense, you, you could probably, if you're doing overall prospects, I think that Hendon Hooker might be a better QB overall in a lot of areas. But I think when it comes to vertical passing, I think Joe Milton's probably got that on him. I think he's probably got that on Harrison Bailey. I think that he's got the biggest arm of any quarterback in that room now. So I think that this is something that makes a lot of sense for the Vols going forward as far as just having somebody who in year one might be better equipped to run the offense Heupel's looking to run than what they currently have. I'll throw this out there. I, I thought that, that Joe Milton was going to transfer home to UCF, and this Tennessee staff you know, is, is from UCF, basically. Mm-hmm. I, I look at this as kind of a reset for, for Milton. I, I don't think he's going to contend for the starting job this year. Does he still have a, a, a red shirt left? I don't know. He played, he played in 18, well, he 19, gets an extra 20. year. Yeah. So right. yeah, everybody gets an extra year. So I, you know, they, they have – a pretty loaded quarterback room there at, at Tennessee relative to the rest of that roster, right? Like that, that's not a spot where they've lost a ton of important guys to transfer. Um, Milton to me is, is kind of the poster child for arm strength. You know, can you coach accuracy? I, I actually had a folder at my previous place of employment with some of his misses that I had shot when I was videoing seven on seven. And I just, I saved it because I was like, if this kid makes it, this is going to be remarkable because he had some of the absolute Damn. worst, just, WTF misses out there, but he also is like, everybody's like, Oh, he's like the next cam Newton. Physically. He's one of the very few recruits I've ever seen who stood next to cam. Cause cam coaches seven on seven, you know, and, and goes down there to the IMG seven on tournament every year. Like physically they're kind of close looking. And I don't usually say that cause cam looks like, like an NFL defensive end in, in person with the, you know, the huge calves and whatnot. Um, I think there's some talent there. I just think the accuracy issues are going to be a real hindrance in any offense. And I think he's kind of like, he's a developmental guy for me. They, they, they got to be banking on some serious upside there. I, I think it's probably hooker, but they have a lot of good options for a team whose rest of the roster kind of ain't it. That is so sadistic. If you put together a super cut of Milton's biggest misses, like, that is well, just... I, I mean, I made the highlight film and right. then, you know, you, you're kind of sorting through all the clips. So I'm just going to save this because these, these are so crazy, but the arm is nuts, right? Right. Like, yeah. You know, and, and he can he do like a standing backflip, and, and he's he's a really, really good athlete. It's like a reverse blackmail. You're saying, hey, Joe Milton, if you make it, I'll release this other yeah. stuff to show how far you've come since you had these <laughs> ridiculous misses. 
send exactly send bitcoin or else we will publish the uh publish the video on youtube <laughs> by the way speaking of youtube wait till next week to send it <laughs> <laughs> is crypto not going well right now that, i don't know i'm just i don't know i think uh, it's going pretty well still speaking of youtube if you're watching on youtube.com slash cover three danny and tom are looking awesome awesome right now they have their cover three gear on. You can get yours. Go to store.cbsports.com. You can find all kinds of cover three gear. We got Danny in the long sleeve tee. We got Tom in the short sleeve tee. I got to grab my credit card and, and order some myself here in just a little bit because I'm starting to feel left out. Danny's amassing a whole wardrobe at this point. We've got a hoodie and a tee. So, uh, so you can get uh, on it. I need to get on it for sure. Can I give a little piece of advice? Yes. I'm a hat connoisseur. I love hats. There are two versions of the cover three podcast hat. Right. This would be what I would call the dad version. Okay. If you like the dad version, the, the flatter top, you better have a small head. Oh, it just kind of sits It's really going to fit the top half of your head. Now, the <laughs> flat brim, which is the younger, I would say, version of the hat, fits much better, me personally. But then you got to be able to pull off the flat brim look, which there may be an age number like involved there. Like, you know, you got to be able to pull it off. There's a certain look to it. Hey, I recommended you as the head coach to, as the <laughs> former college star to jump back in and be a head coach, a la Eddie George. And I got to say that the way you were wearing the dad hat really was giving me like, you know, assist or like coach on the sideline kind of vibes. It was, it was excellent. <laughs> Jimbo, good Jimbo Fisher vibes. He's got a big dome. So yeah. sometimes hats don't always look the best on him. Truth. <laughs> My concern for us, though, is because, like, I don't know, like, when, when you were growing up, you weren't supposed to wear the T-shirt of the band you were going to see. Mm -hmm. But now it's kind of like Danny and I are in the band wearing our own band's T-shirt while we're performing. <laughs> this is this is guerrilla marketing. OK, y'all, y'all are doing y'all are doing it for the team here. OK, <laughs> long awaited. Let's uh, let's jump into the Oklahoma drill draft and I will do it by reading uh, the original suggestion from Ben. Loyal listener for four seasons. This is the best CFB pod for a million reasons, but mostly because of the people. Love the new additions over the last year, and I'll miss Barton dearly. RIP, parentheses, not dead though. One suggestion for the pod is to have a full news section with breaking news music where Tom breaks down the forecast for the weekend during the season. I also think a permanent name change, Tom, the weatherman for Nelly. I mean, we'll, we'll consider it. I mean, the segment, absolutely. It just sort of gets interspersed in with every locks show. You, you start to figure it out. All right, my question. A good off-season draft. We spend a lot of time talking about the skill positions, but I think this would give us a good look into the big uglies, some linebackers, some downhill running backs, the Oklahoma drill draft, two offensive linemen, one running back, two de defensive linemen, one linebacker, who you got. So thank you, Ben. I love it. It is true. We spend way too much time looking at our wide receivers. We did a wide receiver draft. We did a running back draft. We did a quarterback draft. We are taking it to the big uglies. And a uh, good suggestion from producer Matt Coca. We're, we're going to start. We'll do a 2021 draft later. 
But our starting point here is going to be all time. So we've been given, you, I mean, you could do all 2021, but we're doing the best all time. Six positions, just listed them out there. Two offensive linemen, one running back, two defensive linemen, one linebacker. Now the, the general draft order has always been determined uh, based on the previous year's locks. Bud inherited Barton's uh, record in the first pick. <laughs> Danny is still uh, contesting the uh, the tiebreaker scenarios. Uh, can I trade with Danny? Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll move down to uh, to Danny's slot if I can pick if I can pick uh, earlier in round in round two. We're, we're snaking this, right? Yes, we are snaking this. Danny, you want to trade spots? You want the top pick? No, go ahead. You got it. We'll keep Ooh. things at status quo. All right. Does anybody want the top pick? Does anybody think they have somebody who's like like yes. like the real hotness? Yes. All right, I'll tra- I'll trade with you. I'll, I'll go fourth, Chip. All right. So we've got a trade has been announced. Let's go. <laughs> um, I've got a sleeper. I just don't want to take number one. Doc should be uh in the email probably. Oh, I didn't get an email. You didn't. I get can drop email. it in the uh, the chat. I got it. Okay. Okay. All right, my, so Chip. I don't know about you guys, but my work email has been very slowly loading things lately. Um, well, that that's just telling you you should just take it easy. You should take the day off. That's that's what it says, basically. You know. All right, cool. All right, Later, here we guys with the with the first overall pick, number one on my big board for the Oklahoma Drill Draft. This man played with a nastiness. He is on the list of players that I think if you drop him in, in any decade, he would be able to dominate. If you drop him in an Oklahoma drill draft, not in his current state, I don't know, but I'm just saying like the way that he played, his size, his ferocity. Yes, it's a little bit of a homer pick. Number one. In the Oklahoma Drill all-time draft, we're taking the unanimous All-American, ACC Player of the Year, and ACC champion, Lawrence Taylor from the University of North Carolina. So we're not drug testing this draft? We are not. <laughs> <No>. Okay. <laughs> All right. So there's no eligibility concerns there? No, th- there <laughs> are... bonus points. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, we're talking about... Uh, we're talking about a very intense uh, drill right here. You know, maybe no. maybe I get a little edge from performance enhancers. <laughs> Man, you, usually Oklahoma Wait, drill where? like during two days. Like you may you may need a little bit of extra That's stuff right. just just to help you out afterwards. Where are you putting him in your drill? Uh, 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 are you putting him in the D D line? Or are you putting him as the linebacker? Ooh, I'm good, doing him as the linebacker because he was when he was. Okay. They moved him from like nose tackle and inside linebacker as a freshman and sophomore to outside linebacker. Uh, and that's when he was the like had his insane breakout season in 1980, which was also the last time that North Carolina has won an ACC championship. Oh, speaking of those really, really good Giants teams in the NFL, do you know who the defensive coordinator is at IMG? Right now? Danny, you probably know this guy. Although he was, I think he might have been gone by the time he got to the Giants. Uh, uh, Pepper Rogers. Really? Yeah, he's their he's DC. A, uh, he was like Belichick's Parcells. brains on the field. Yeah. Were you Parcells guy too? Like back to Parcells, that was one of his guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's their DC at IMG and uh, nice. interim head coach. Nice. Nice. All right, so I was curious where you were going to go. Like what position do you put the most value on? Lawrence Taylor's a good one. 
He might have not made my list, though, which is pretty egregious. So I'm glad. So I don't want the one pick because I don't want to be like, how could you forget this guy? Um, I'm going to go on the offensive side of the ball. Damn. I'm going to get a ball carrier okay. because I think even if there's a block missed, an offensive lineman falls down, like there's going to be a collision between a linebacker and a running back potentially. I want somebody who's who has the capabilities of just trucking somebody, running them over. Although I do think this guy's hype has gotten a little bit out of control. Like it's kind of like the fishing trip where the fish keeps getting bigger and bigger. But there's no doubt he's one of the best, most athletic, most powerful running backs in the history of college football. I'll go Bo Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you're going to pick him while also admitting that you think that he might be a little overrated. Is that what you're going with? Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Like we, it's like you have to. Right. I am I am vulnerable to the criticism. I don't want people to say, how could you pass up on Bo Jackson? But at the same time, like it's kind of he the folklore surrounding Bo Jackson is out of control. Like he instead of like the the baseball what he hit out of the park in high school, which probably went like 450 feet, now it's gone 600 feet. Like it just keeps going up and up and up. Like it just the 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 folklore keeps growing. But even like at its baseline, which is the reality, Bo Jackson, I'll still take him against any one of these linebackers we're going to talk about. All right, Tom. All right, there's a little bit of game theory to the way I'm going to be drafting my team. I got to go lineman. He's got to go lineman. Uh, I am. I'm going to the defensive side. I'm going for the guy that's trying to get through to get to that running back before he can even get to the linebacker. I'm taking a guy who has shown at both the college and NFL level that he's one of the best all time doing it. And he has been for a long time. I'm taking Aaron Donald from Pitt. I mean, like, I don't know about you guys and it'll probably show as we're doing this draft. The Oklahoma Joel for me, like the linebacker running back collision is always fun. But for me, it's, it's the, it's the guys, it's the lineman battle that, is what entertains me during the Oklahoma drill when I watch it. So he fights that, with that, knives. I want to get the best there. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, um, do you, was he breaking up the fight? Is are you, no red flags? Well, I guess I can't claim red flags drafting Lawrence Taylor, but no red flags with Aaron Taylor's, uh, recent Oklahoma drill training out there outside the nightclub. I don't know. Like if, if he was breaking up the fight, maybe that's a red flag. I don't know if that's the kind of guy I want in my Oklahoma <laughs> drill, the guy who's stopping the violence. No, but I feel that if he gets penetration and is able to, to shed the offensive lineman, then uh, things become especially difficult for uh, the running back. The, all right. So I was thinking about this also um, before Bud takes us to the turn. Uh, obviously like PA announcer, Danny quarterback, Tom, Bud, were y'all linemen? Do y'all have a lot of Oklahoma drill experience here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, my my illustrious football career, <laughs> I was an offensive tackle and kind of an edge rusher. But yeah, man, it, it was like it also makes you kind of realize what is good, like like what makes you good at the, at the Oklahoma drill. Like like it, it's to me, it's not really overall speed. It's it's quickness, like how, how quickly you know, can, can you get up and, and, and get it? You know what I mean? Like that's, that's part of it. It's a real, it's a different drill, but it, it also toughness matters and physicality. Okay. So it's, it's a fun drill, but it's also like, sometimes it's more fun to watch than it actually is to do it. Like, especially once you've done it a couple of times, you're like, all right, I'm, 
I'm tired of this. <laughs> I'm done. What were you, bud? Middle linebacker? No, no. I, I, I was like 280 in high school, Danny. I, oh, really? I, yeah, I, I played I played like offensive tackle and some guard, but nice. mostly tackle. Nice. All right, bud. We lost to Aquinas three out of the four years. We would make, <laughs> make it to the state final four and, you know, like, like, yeah. Yeah. Tied in. drop to a lot of people. A lot of people is <laughs> yeah. St. Thomas. That's yeah. where my wife went to high school. <laughs> they're, they're pretty good. Um, my turn? Yep. Yep. All right. So this was going to be the guy who's going to take number one overall because I, I think there's just so many good options at all the other positions. But the offensive line, like it's hard to find a guy who has that like really, really great quickness, you know, can get out of, can, 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 you know, get out of his stance quickly. And I'm going to go with a guy who was two-time All-American and probably the best player at his position in the history of the sport. Now, he didn't play for a big-time school because he was stabbed 12 times in the head, shoulder, and neck while he was 10 years old. He went to he had a really, really rough upbringing, four different high schools in four different years, didn't graduate high school. But Larry Allen went to JUCO, and then he went to Sonoma State. And if you've ever seen the clip of Larry Allen running down the linebacker on Monday Night Football in, like, 1994, also the clip of him benching, like, 700 pounds. Like, when I looked at my draft board, the drop-off between Larry Allen and everybody else in the offensive line, to me, is – it's pretty big. So that's why I traded back here. I wanted to get that value. And I just, there's so many good defensive linemen. I just think Larry Allen's a guy that can handle everybody. I mean, he's, he's probably the best player ever at guard, like in the history of the sport of football. So for me, it's, it's Larry Allen. Way to dig deep. Respect. I, I understand. I mean, on my board. Sound strategy. Yeah. It was, I, an, an oversight by our uh, our staff. We got some, we got some issues that uh, that we need to address post draft. But now now we're just in the middle of it. So you've got it at the turn. Uh, and before we get started with the next round, we want to make sure that you know what's coming up on all things covered. You know about all things covered. We've been telling you about it. You can get it wherever you get this podcast. It is hosted by Patrick Peterson and Bryant McFadden. And this week, they've got Kirk Cousins on the show. Uh, Kirk Cousins comes, joins the show, and he talks about, you know, all the journey that he's had so far. I mean, he is a, a... not very highly recruited prospect coming out of high school, and he's about to go into daggum year 10 in the NFL. Uh, discusses what those first couple years of like were, backing up Robert Griffin III, that when he realized his time in Washington was over, his decision to sign with Minnesota back in 2018, and really, you know, the way things have gone over the last couple of years. So when you're when you're thinking about um, the different paths that they have for quarterbacks uh, in the NFL, Kirk Cousins has a very unique story, and he shares some of that on all things covered. Kirk Cousins with Patrick Peterson and Bryant McFadden. Go and find it wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on the other side, Bud you gets his... Like- oh, wait, go ahead. I was going to say, like, you think, like, Patrick Peterson signed with the Vikings and the first thing he did was ask Kirk to come on his podcast? Well, the first, it's, uh, they also discuss um, just some tips of, like, you know, what to do. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, here's the deal. Or, or maybe it, like, um, may, maybe there's already some bets. You can go and listen and find out all things covered wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on the other side, Bud gets us started with round two of the Oklahoma Drill Draft. All time next Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. 
That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, let's get into this thing. I'm going to go ahead and go stay in the state of Florida here. Give me Warren Sapp mm. for Miami. Just oh, su- super, super quick off the ball. I think with the Oklahoma drill, like you got to be able to, you know, you, you, you got to be able to, you know, stunt the blocker, but you also got to be able to get off the block, right? And, and maybe make a tackle. So I think Warren Sapp's quickness, I, I couldn't take Aaron Donald because Tom already took him, but I'm, I'm happy to have Warren Sapp at pick number five. Just crazy quickness, state champion high school wrestler, uh, you know, great balance one on one. I think he can handle his own. So yeah, give me Warren Sapp. All right. Well, I guess I got to go to my next option. Was he your pick? <laughs> he was going to be my next pick. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll fill out my, the rest of my defensive line here. I am going to take the guy who was at number three on my board, although not not a, not a large gap between one, two, or three on the DL at my board. I'm going to take Ndamukong Su. Yeah. So now I've got Aaron Donald and Sue as my defensive line, and I haven't drafted my offensive line or my running back yet, but I feel sorry for him already. <laughs> <laughs> so we haven't, right. yeah, it's, we haven't gone. So we got a Bo Jackson and uh, Lawrence Taylor are the, uh, as old as we're getting. I mean, was, is there some ageism coming out here? Or are you just, you're going to go for the, the players that are stronger, faster, just because college football players have gotten stronger and faster over time. Nobody's really reaching for a, a Hugh Green or a, a Mean Joe Green or a Bronco Nagurski or a Dave Remington Ooh, here. Chip. First of all, stop naming him. Yeah, just throwing out the names here? <laughs> I know. But personally, I'm trying to keep it to players I watched in college. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Okay. Is there going to be a final poll like who won the draft? Oh, Absolutely. Side. All right. So then I'm playing to the viewers too, the listeners, because <laughs> uh, you did give some good suggestions there. All right. I'm up, right? Yeah. All right. I got to get in this defensive line action before we get uh, too many of these guys off the board. I'm going to go with somebody. I think we all sometimes when we assess the greatness of college football players, we can be influenced by an NFL career or in a positive or negative way. Sometimes we can forget how good somebody is because maybe it didn't work out in the NFL. Um, For my defensive line pick, I'm going to go with somebody who was a three-time All-American, three-time first-team All-SEC, Bednarik Award winner, Lott Trophy Award winner, Lombardi Trophy Award winner. Now, it's hard because if you picture him now on TV, you see this skinny guy who's bouncing around, acting kind of goofy on set. I'm going to go with David Pollock out of Georgia. Your he guy. was a bad dude. And just knowing knowing him, having worked with him, he's the type of guy, like I think we were talking about Oklahoma drill and Bud was like, you don't like doing it after a little while. Pollock would actually be the guy that's bouncing around like, give me some more. I want more. Let's do it again. One more rep. So I want that kind of enthusiasm on my squad. So give me David Pollock for my defensive line. David Pollock. That's a very, very good pick. All right. So we're going to start with got to get on the offensive line. Offensive line number one for me. Uh, How many times 
is an offensive lineman going to finish fourth in the Heisman Trophy voting? Like, you've got to be pretty damn good to be considered fourth with an award that has certainly more recently become more quarterback heavy, but always favored the quarterbacks and the running backs. He was the first ever repeat Lombardi award Lombardi trophy winner. And in his final two seasons against very, some of the best competition in the country, he did not allow a single sack pancake man, Orlando pace offensive line. Number one on the board Welcome to the fighting Pip Chattersons. You know, I thought I could wait on pace for another round. Mm. I didn't think he would be. I, I thought that I like he's great, but I thought that was a name that could maybe slip later in the draft. So, well, did I start the line. run? Like, did, did me take an offensive lineman like make make chip? Like, all right, I got to got to bump him up here and go. My game plan had uh, a dra- My game plan was to get Lawrence Taylor at all costs then jump over to the offensive line and, and then sort of start to work from there, uh, not to give away too much more. But I am here at the turn, so very tough decision. And I feel like I'm I'm taking, uh, because Sue's gone, because Donald's gone, I'm, I'm really losing a lot of my... Uh, a lot of my more modern options. I'm really just having to embrace uh, college football history here. That's why we're going to go with just... So a player who, yes, is probably influenced by the his NFL career. And when we discuss him, we always see him in our minds in a Philadelphia Eagles jersey. But in Knoxville, Tennessee, Reggie White holds very, very special status as a Tennessee great. We I I I oftentimes overlook the greatness of that college career just because of his Hall of Fame status uh, as an NFL player as well. So I will take as my defensive, my first defensive line pick, my second defense pick, the first pick of the third round, Reggie White from Tennessee. Chip, are you running a social security scam? Why? <laughs> I'm just saying. Looking at the age of the players you drafted, wondering if you're running some kind of scam. <laughs> You can try to take advantage of people here. <laughs> All, right. All right. I'm going to go. I'm going to address the linebacker position. One of the greatest linebackers of all time. Uh, I'm going to go with and somebody I played against Ray Lewis. Um, yep. Just thinking about what he would bring to the table. Not the biggest guy. There was another linebacker I was thinking of. That's a little more, uh, a little bigger in size, but you're talking about knack for the football, intimidation factor, complete player. Give me Ray Lewis. Is that guy somebody you played with? Uh, it is not, but I do have that player on a list. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because now he's available. Now that your linebacker spot is filled. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. If there is a linebacker who Danny played with and you've got a <laughs> linebacker spot to fill, that's out there. All right, so that gives you Bo Jackson, David Pollock, and Ray Lewis. Uh, Tom, you are up for your third pick. All right, so I've got Aaron Donald and Domicon Sue. Somebody has to block them. Somebody needs the experience of dealing with monsters like that on the interior of the line. So I'm going to take one of the best guards that I've seen at the college level who has gone on to the NFL and still been one of the best guards I've seen at the NFL level. He's a young one. 
I'm taking from the University of Notre Dame, Quentin Nelson. Freak. Different. Isn't he the, like, wouldn't he mark the difference when all of a sudden, like, we went from the the beginning of players who came in and, like, developed and became really good. Like, Quentin Nelson, from the moment he showed up at Notre Dame, everyone's like, oh, okay, well, this is this is an entirely different situation altogether. He, he's one of those rare people players where like every single person agrees. Right. Right. <laughs> like there, you don't find the person that's like, actually he sucks. Yeah. No one's, no one's got that on Nelson without a doubt. Uh, all right, bud back to you. All right. So I need what that are defensive linemen. I need another offensive lineman. I need a running back. I need a backer. I look at my board here. I think I can save him. I don't. I mean, I don't want to like tease it out, but in the per, in the purposes of discussion, the running back room is too loaded, and we're only it's drafting one of them. And so, like I, I would suggest not to speak for everybody else here that one of the reasons why we're trying to fill all those spots is that I mean, I we're only drafting one. There are only four people here, and I've got an RB seven. I don't even need an RB7. I just want to be reminded and just know that these are all great options at the running back position when we're talking about all-time college football. Like, if you Google best college football players of all time, a bunch of people have done those lists in the last couple years. I mean, shout out to Infinite Scroll and all those other great things that can come from a, you know, 100-player list. But uh, but there's a lot of running backs that are all often at the top of those lists. So that's I I understand why we're trying to uh, why we might be seeing a little bit of a run at some other positions. All right, I'm going to go ahead. I I think that like the biggest drop off on my board here is again at offensive line. Like I, I I had four guys circled with offensive line, three of them have been drafted. So you guys are kind of I think you're I think you're on to what I'm doing here. Two time All American at LSU. Pro Football Hall of Famer with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Really, really good run blocker, which is all I care about in Oklahoma drill because we're not pass setting here. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me Alan Fanica. Yep. Off, offense, offensive guard. So I, I got Larry Allen and Alan Fanica. Probably the two best guys to play the position in my lifetime. We're pretty damn close to it. So with um, by going with guard, you're really leaning into the Oklahoma drill aspect of this. Oh, yeah. yeah I, don't care. I don't care if you're the worst pass blocker in the history of the sport. Yeah. Just, you know, three-point maul somebody. Let's go. Um, so I get one more, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and go. I'm going to go defensive line here. This is probably going to be the oldest guy we've picked. Elite player in college. Really good player in the NFL as well. Give me Leroy Selman. Mm. Dominant guy, basically at every level. Pretty much unblockable. I got, got the speed to get around some blocks here, I think, with Warren Sapp and Leroy Selman. I'm feeling good about, about about my lines. Obviously, both lines of scrimmage here. He was my uh, DL2 on the board with uh, Selman in the lineup. Oklahoma went 32-1-1, and won two national championships. Leroy Selman, a two-time All-American. Uh, and uh, Barry Switzer says that he's one of the finest players he's ever coached. Good pick. You know, I'm, I'm kind of following that same theme, but like I had Orlando Pace on my board, but the only reason Pace was on my board is just because he's so huge and there's such a narrow area to work with in an Oklahoma drill. So I thought his width would come in handy, but I, I've got mostly guards on my list. And with my next pick, I'm going to take another guard. 
Uh, I'm taking from the University of Michigan, Steve Hutchinson. Dang it. Mm. <laughs> I guess I can't get mad because I already have two, but yeah, Fort that's Lauderdale. a good pick. It's local guy around here. Mm-hmm. All right. I, uh, I got to get some Florida State love in here and uh, maybe one of the most underappreciated players. I mentioned him in here on our podcast of what could have been had I had one of these players on my squad actually playing. Walter Jones, I'm going to yeah. take him as one of my offensive linemen. Uh, guard, interior play. And this is sad. This is actually sad. I Googled uh, best offensive lineman college football history. He wasn't even like the top 50, which is embarrassing for anybody covering it. But because you play in the interior, you don't get as much love. Uh, sixth overall pick, incredible, phenomenal NFL career, but was just as dominant uh, when he was at Florida State. Uh, when he only needed one year, but he was as dominant as it gets. So I'm going to go Walter Jones for my interior offensive lineman. The, oh, go ahead. Bob. I also love what Walter did in the NFL. Like He's like, I'm going to skip training camp. You can find me. I don't care. I'm, I'm, yep. I'm going to be up here in Alabama. I'm going to push my Escalade around this parking lot as, as my training. <laughs> I'll come in. I still won't, won't, won't allow any sacks. Find me. Checks in the mail. Whatever. Don't want to go to Seattle too early for training camp. Goodbye. Respect. <laughs> love it. Uh, okay, let's see. The run on offensive linemen continues because I will follow up Walter Jones with another historic selection. Oh, man. Why am I running a social security scam? The, the fourth overall pick in the 1973 NFL draft, 10-time All-Pro one of the best offensive linemen of all time, a college football Hall of Famer, Hog, the pride, the University of Alabama, at guard, John Hanna. Good that's pick. a hell of a pick. Yeah, that's a good pick. <laughs> Which is right. only making my average age continue to tick in the opposite direction. Chip's trying Anytime to hustle all these some- guys at golf. That's really what's going on. He's like, come on, boys, let's go play 18. <laughs> all right, I'm going to go. I need oh, hold on, offense- Chip gets one oh, pick. Chip's got to go back to back. Good call. Oh, yeah. I didn't give him one of mine. Oh, all right, so that means I need either a running back or a defensive lineman. Um, I am going to go with the defensive line, the pride of Norfolk, Virginia, the best hokey to ever do it. Bruce Smith out of Virginia tech. Yep. On the board. Solid. I need another offensive lineman. I need to get, uh, I like to have a little balance. I want to go both guards. So I'm going to go with Joe Thomas, uh, out of Wisconsin, I think I love about him is you get somebody who had to beef up, but then you see what he's done post-career. You see some of that athleticism like that's there. So I would feel more than confident with him maybe even trimming down just for my Oklahoma drill, just so he could dominate and get off the line that much faster against anybody that we're going to put out there. They were pumping him full of cheese curds. (laughs) They were. He's like shredded now. Jeez, he's got like a six pack. That's unheard of. All right, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna break the seal on my running backs just because I think my linebacker pick will still be available. Uh, I am going to take Herschel Walker because he's Herschel Walker. <laughs> 
Does he is he available for media availability after the Oklahoma drill? <laughs> are we He's taking him for whatever the hell he wants to be available? Are we for taking after him the drill? <laughs> are we taking him on the press tour to speak for your Oklahoma drill staff? <laughs> Herschel Walker, uh, I mean that. I mean, he talk about running backs who can bowl over uh, opposing defenders. Herschel Walker, very very tough to bring to the ground without a doubt. All right, bud, you're you're rounding this thing out. Your final pick of the fifth round and the first pick of the sixth round. I mean, it's it's the guy we alluded to earlier. Uh, I, I I've got I had two linebackers left. Derek Thomas, who I'm not going to pick, but he was a really good really good candidate. And the guy I'm going to pick, who finished fourth in the Heisman balloting, two time consensus first team All American, number four pick in the NFL draft, uh, Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones just like like it was you know a little bit before the HGTV era, but early '90s Knowles, Danny, you, I mean you, you obviously like teams just didn't bother trying to run the ball because they couldn't get him blocked, which is really the key part about the Oklahoma drill. Like it's not a sideline to sideline thing. You know, he him in space in a phone booth, he's bringing the guy down. Like Marvin Jones was my linebacker one for this as far as like guys who play in the phone booth and dominated college. So Marvin for me, love it. Go Knowles. Yeah, and so his name scary. was Shade Tree. Which is... <laughs> it was so scary. You know why? So you guys don't know the, the Shade Tree meaning. There was a tree in the middle of the practice fields in Tallahassee. This is before – now it's all – I think the tree is gone. I'm pretty sure, yeah. bud. Uh, but it was like this massive tree, and everybody would go under there during water break when you'd get one water break. And Marvin kind of always was kind of – gravitated towards the shade tree <laughs> to kind of spend time in between drills. And it was smart, but that's how it earned him the nickname shade tree. Cause he was always under the shade tree, kind of getting some, some cool uh, out of the Florida heat. Like in the, uh, he would be standing on the sideline, but he would be as close to the shade as yeah, possible or under the tree. If he yeah. wasn't in a drill, yeah. <laughs> just going over there. Uh, all right, Tom. Not, but still gets another one. Oh it? yeah. Uh, no, oh, I got to finish out. Yeah. yeah. Cause we snake it. All right, so I, I still need my running back. Um, and again, I'm going to go with the guy who some people think is probably the best, best person ever played the position in the history of football. Give me Jim Brown. Yeah. The oldest guy yep. here, I, I think. I mean, if you take him like modern day, his size wouldn't match up. But if you think about like how dominant they were against their competition at the time, I mean, like he was like a guy sent from the future to, to come back and transform the game of football. So go ahead and give me Jim Brown here. I, I'm excited he's still on the board. Yeah. Uh. All right. So I'm I'm gonna need clearance for this pick. I've got. Wait. A can I take somebody else? I forgot. Sure. Or am I already in? Uh. Oh. I just realized something. Or can, can, can I get clarification? I want some clearance on this before I do it. <laughs> Is Mike Allstott technically a running back or a fullback? Yeah. He you can go anybody. He counts. All right. Yeah. They give me Mike Allstott instead. I, I had him as a fullback on here. I forgot to ask. <laughs> I might call. I had. Be some, that's definitely not going to win you any points with the uh, the poll. I don't think. <laughs> I think Jim Brown would have given you a better chance to win it. Oh, Mike Allstott's my guy. The dude was a beast. For this drill. I mean, like literally. I just want to crash. And yeah, just if boom. I want to. If I want to win the poll, why would he not be eligible? Oh, fullback. I thought you meant CTE. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh my. He's God. taking a lot of hits. He's, that's my guy though <laughs> we did a rookie photo shoot together for a football card company and so we hung out a bunch he's a great dude uh, oh, yeah. he's coaching now yeah 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 where i want he's at high school yep 
I was going to say, if I'm, if I'm just trying to win the poll for my linebacker, I'm going to draft the troops. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, Every uh, time. <laughs> here's the question, though, because this person's not a linebacker, but I'm going to, I'm going to draft him. And I'm going to present him. And I'm going to see what you all feel about the draft pick and whether it's allowed to stand. I am drafting from the University of Miami, Sean Taylor. Because mm. my argument against it off the top is he's one of the greatest safeties of all time, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, but I he, just want somebody to fly up and make the hit. I mean, it's kind of like picking Tebow. <laughs> you know, like, all right, so he's a running so back. playing yeah, for the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so no go. Is that a boats pick or is that who you really want in the Oklahoma drill? I, 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 you're going to get boats anytime you put Sean Taylor in there. I think I'd like to just see Sean Taylor running up hitting guys. Okay, fine. I will go, I'll go with an actual linebacker. I will go with a large man who I won't mind watching hit people at all. I'm going to take from the university of Auburn to KO spikes. There's so many good linebackers. There, yeah, it's like I'm looking at my board. And it's like <laughs> I've got them in an order, but it's like there's really no order. Like everybody's done with linebackers, right? So I can start naming yeah. guys. I mean, there's yeah, like, name them off. Like you know, Lavar Arrington, Derek Thomas, Lavar Arrington, Cleo Mack, Junior Seau, James just, Harrison, Vontae's yeah. perfect. I thought would be awesome in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ruben Foster, so Patrick many. Willis. <laughs> Uh, Dick Butkus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he was a safety in college. He was a safety if I can't draft Sean Taylor. Uh, okay, all right, okay, right. all right. Well, there's a reason why he was LB7, okay? <laughs> yep. Anybody say Derek Brooks? Nobody said Derek Brooks, my guy. Uh, Derek Brooks? Beyond there. Do you want Derek Brooks in this drill? Like, I feel like he's... I would take him. I wouldn't okay. turn him down. I wouldn't no, let him hear fair. you say that either. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a really good Derek Brooks story, though. Um, he was like helping out with Team Tampa and seven on this one time. And Derek Brooks is like super smart, you know, and he's literally watching what the opposing team is doing and just telling Team Tampa exactly what's coming before each snap. And I was like, this opposing seven on seven team. I don't know if they realize who this is because he's, you know, he's, he's got, got the hood on whatnot. Um, maybe they knew who it was. Maybe they didn't. But like, yeah, they got like a two-time NFL Defensive Player of the Year just calling out what their what their opposing team is doing, and he was right. Like over and over. This is this is an advantage for sure for these high school kids. Sick. Yeah, definitely uh, one of the smartest dudes around. All right, Danny. All right, I'm up. I'm gonna go. I need defensive linemen. There were a couple places I wanted to go. I'm down between two players. I can't decide. Do I want just freakish athleticism, or do I want somebody who's just gonna road grade these offensive linemen back in their lap uh the ball carrier i'll go vince wolfark uh from the university of miami part of one of those great miami programs i was gonna go julius peppers but he's too tall i think you need more leverage a little lower to the ground so i'll go vince wolfark here for my uh defensive lineman my last pick did anybody have hainsworth on their board for d-line i didn't know that'd be a great one um all right and to bring it home i mean i'm just uh, I'm going to do Jim Brown. We're not going to let this. We're not going to let this go by without. Well, he fits in with the rest of your team. That's so. true. <laughs> what What's the uh, What's the the cellular service that that markets to seniors? Like Ch- Chip's going to get all on the phone with the big buttons yes. and the, uh, pay as you go. 
Um, yeah, Chips team presented by Life, Life Alert. Alert and Century <laughs> Silver. Yeah, fifty-five plus. Okay, uh, let's let's review uh, the the squads. Um, let, let's start with uh, Chips team. Offensive lineman Orlando Pace out of Ohio State, John Hanna out of Alabama, the running back Jim Brown out of Syracuse, on the defensive side Reggie White from Tennessee, Bruce Smith from Virginia Tech, with Lawrence Taylor out of North Carolina as the linebacker, Danny Walter Jones out of Florida State, and Joe Thomas out of Wisconsin, anchoring his offensive line in the Oklahoma drill with Bo Jackson uh, as the running back. On the defensive side, he's got Dave Pollock and Vince Wilfork as the defensive line, and Ray Lewis as the linebacker. A lot of of Miami love right there. Vince Wilfork, Ray Lewis. Tom, on his offensive line, has Quentin Nelson and Steve Hutchison with Herschel Walker as his running back. Then a dynamic duo of Aaron Donald and Ndamukong Sue, uh, the defensive line with Takeo Spikes out of Auburn at the linebacker. And Bud has Larry Allen and out of Sonoma State and Alan Fanica out of LSU, two fantastic guards with Mike Allstott. Ba-pow! Just coming out at you on the defensive side. Warren Sapp out of Miami. Leroy Selman out of Oklahoma with Marvin Jones out of Florida State as the linebacker. Uh, I'm trying to see. We've we've got a lot of Miami on here. We got. Uh, I think that that's one of the only ones with uh, with a lot of multiples. We got a couple Georgias. We got with Herschel four, Walker. Three. We got three Miamis, two Auburns, one, two, two Georgias, two Georgias, a couple Florida two FSU. States. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you know, all the, all that FSU bias on this <laughs> podcast. Uh, who's all right? Well, we will be asking the listeners to to weigh in on uh, whose team they like the best, who won the draft, as they say. Uh, do y'all have any uh, thought? I mean, obviously, we all love our own uh, team. Any any thoughts on uh, some of the other squads that we have out here before we get to some of the other names that were uh, that went undrafted? I just chip. Will your entire team be showing up on like the same little bus from the retirement home? <laughs> We've got actually somebody who carries uh, an umbrella that they hold in the air, and everyone just knows to follow the umbrella around to all the different attractions. <laughs> I, I think the beef that Chip has with Lawrence Taylor as a linebacker is uh, is is really quite nice. It's a lot of size. Is, yeah, your defensive line is 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 really really awesome. Danny's team is just like really, really good players. And Vince Wolfork can totally screw up the, the entire, you know, offensive side of the ball. Like that's, yeah. Tom's team, whatever. No, <laughs> no he, he actually, t- Tom took a lot of my guys. <laughs> you took a few of mine. So we had a very similar approach to what we were looking for. So uh, I really wanted uh, to get Aaron Taylor just because I like him a lot. You know, I just, I like listening to Aaron Taylor talk about football and he gets so excited about the offensive line. Obviously he's the spokesperson of the Joe Moore award and coming out of Notre Dame. I mean, he was, you know, one of the the great offensive linemen in college football history, the uh, offensive line. Also, I had Tony Baselli, I had Bryant McKinney, Jonathan Ogden was in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there were some, some good ones <laughs> along with, as I mentioned, your Dave Remington and your Bronco Nagurski. If you just want to get out there and draft all the trophies, Zach uh, Martin, Mike Pouncey. Yeah. See, I interior guys. Who else uh, stands out? And took, we, we ran through a bunch of the linebackers. Julius Peppers was on my list, but once I got Lawrence Taylor, I couldn't go double heel on that. That was that would be just a little bit too much, even for me. 
I had the run. I was gonna say, if I didn't get um, Donald and Sue, and then I, you know I lost Sap. The next de- the next interior lineman on my list was Tommy Harris from Oklahoma. Ooh, good That's one. That's a really good one. The running backs were interesting because it is so deep. It really would come down to preference, you know, of like what you would want here. No Earl Campbell, um, Barry Sanders. Barry, but nah, see, I don't think, I don't but, but I don't know if Barry's is, right. You're like, I kind of thought of it from the, what would be entertaining to watch. Yeah. You know, like in tight, because I think Barry Sanders actually would be able to make guys miss even between the pads. But like, I want to see collision. So that's, I had Christian Okoye on my list. Yeah, that would have nice. been perfect for Chip's team is the over 50 squad. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been rolling there. I had Eddie George and Ricky Williams on the list. Because I feel like those are some downhill guys that could make some pop, you know, pads pop. What? Yep. Did you guys have uh, Jamal Lewis or Marshawn? Oh, I didn't Ooh. have Jamal. That's a great call. I was going to take Jamal Lewis, and I was like, well, if I'm going to go full beef, I'm just going to go all stop. But like, he, he would have been pretty good. Um, yeah, no, I had Marshawn on there, but I didn't. Yeah, Jamal Lewis did not have. That's a good call. Greg Jones also. Uh, you know, more, more mayonnaise could, could really uh, – he, he could make some noise in that. I don't know if anybody didn't have uh, – because he wasn't cleared concussion protocol, but Luke Keekley. No one had Luke Keekley. Yeah. I had him on there. I had, I, I had Keekley on my LB list. Yep. Yeah. Um, Adrian Peterson. Yes, but I, I didn't have, I considered him. He wasn't at the top. I do think that he'd be fun to watch in the Oklahoma drills. Just, I, I wanted guys who were just, you know, like I was thinking giant shoulder pads. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Chris like, McCoy, like that's all I thought. Yeah. Without a doubt. Um, oh, what about, uh, Nobody took Bruce Matthews. Mm. He was like before my time. All world at USC, really good in the NFL. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, that was. Uh, hmm. Oh, is that? Uh, is he the dad to the Matthews? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. He yeah, played yeah. like twenty years in the NFL. Yeah, so, yeah like, no, he I was did. phenomenal. But like I was when he was playing in college, I was kind of a you know, like I said, I was trying to I was trying to draft guys I actually saw. Yeah, no, I'm. That's that's my fault. I've just got him as uh, Chip saw him in previous lifetimes. Yeah, I, well, I mean, I, chips. I, I've just got him as uh, you know, like Clay and Casey's dad, who was like, oh yeah, he played, you know, just not. Oh yeah, he was also like phenomenal. So, uh, great call right there. All right, reminder: we'll be sharing this on social. We'll be given some opportunities for you, the listeners to weigh in let us know how you think the draft went who you think won the draft Uh, as always follow on twitter at cover three podcast and you can follow each of us follow him on twitter at bud elliott three you can follow him at tom fernelli you can follow him at danny cannell you can follow me at chip underscore patterson gentlemen thank you very much thank you see you